It's a show where we talk about the power of your mind to change your world around you, to literally affect the fabric of your reality. We talk about this feeling of hope and joy and relief. And that is what being aware of your flow does. It gives you a feeling of power again in your lives. You hit, oh my God, you are so on target. You are so amazing. I can't, I can't thank you enough. It is the feeling that you bring forward. It is your emotional connection that really sets the tone for what is going to be happening to you and for you. And you know that feeling when you touch it. It just spreads through you. Thank you for taking my call. I don't know why I feel like crying. <laughs> I think oh. I just feel your love. <laughs> oh, of course. And I think I'm going to get some answers. I'm Summer McStravick, and welcome to another episode of Flow Dreaming. Welcome to Flow Dreaming. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. By the way, this show is being broadcast live every Tuesday at noon Pacific time. That means it's the perfect opportunity for you to call in. I do take calls on the show at 877-230-3062. That's toll free all over the world. I like to spend at least... um I don't know, from 10 to 20 minutes out of each podcast or radio program here, um, talking with you and answering your questions and looking in you and looking in your life. The show, after it's been recorded or, or rather, uh, uh, aired live, it is then put into my podcast archives. And that is where you guys find it all the time on iTunes, Stitcher, and all kinds of other directories through all different apps or perhaps through the premium podcast. So take a look for it there. And my big, big um, X's and O's and hearts and hugs go out to those of you who rate it in iTunes. That really, really helps the show a lot if you rate it or even just put a little star or a couple of stars down. Um, today's program, I love this theme. I have been working on a series of shows here. Um, called Things You Can Do With Flow series. Not just how to flow dream, what flow dreaming is, what manifesting is, uh, you know, how to make things happen in your life, how to open your intuition. I've been doing this show for 10 years, so <laughs> we are now into a whole new realm. Things you can do one after another because I've discovered as time goes on that there is not a darn thing I cannot apply this to. Everything is impacted by flow. Every, every occurrence in your life um, I can look at and say, flow was involved in that. That was flow dreaming. Flow dreaming, uh, helped with that, hindered that, created that, you know, prevented that all in, in spectacularly good ways. In fact, oh my gosh, I sent out a newsletter just this morning and a blog post, um, about my husband's car that, um, went up in a big fireball in the street on Saturday night. So check it out if you want to get that juicy story and uh, my reaction to it and the 45 guests who were watching the whole thing happen. It was very exciting. No one was hurt. Um, and I credit Flo. So check that out. Get on my newsletter. Go to my website at flowdreaming.com. You'll get all kinds of stories like that from me, how I use flow here and there, how you can use it, how you can change and grow and deepen yourself. Um yeah. Okay. So that being said, today's topic is how to use flow or things you can do with flow to figure out your current inner growth area and maximize it. So what happened is I got to thinking, um, especially because I've been working with so many students in my me school of flow. 
And as I work with people, I, I start to, I hate to say it, but kind of catalog them in my mind. I see, okay, you're working on this area. You're working on that area. And after a while, these areas become a little blurred. It's not like you're working on your finances. You're working on moving. You're working on your relationship with your husband. You're working on your relationship with your daughter. Right. Those are just sort of the, the situations, the incidentals as they play out. There's another level, a broader level. And it goes something like this. I'm growing. I'm going through an intense growth period. And it is in either my spiritual arena, my mental arena, my emotional arena, or my material arena. Now, sometimes these four overlap. Sometimes, uh, if you're looking at your life, and that's the point of today's show, to give you a perspective where um, you're maybe not looking at your issues, your problems, your desires and needs through your traditional lens, especially if that traditional lens hasn't been working. So you're going to shift it here with me today and you're going to look at it through my lens. So as I was saying, sometimes these areas overlap. For instance, if you're working on your career, you know, you, you say, I need a new position. My current boss is terrible. Um, I, I feel like it's finally time to do something for myself in life. And uh, I don't know why it's been so hard to find something, right? Very, very common, common feeling, which is why I'm just using it as the example here. Well, you could say, yeah, that's all about your material growth, building a career, building a material, uh, stable platform for you, for your family. Um, you know, having a good job means being able to pay for a good house or, you know, a good car or anything else that you need. But what I find sometimes is the thing you're practicing on, it can be deceiving. You know, career may sound like a material thing. It could actually be the mental arena or the emotional arena. And all the all the work you've been doing to try and tackle your career from a career or materialistic standpoint, no wonder it hasn't been working. What you need to do is look at where your current challenges are. I mean, look at them right now. Where where are your current challenges in your life? Right. A couple of things probably pop out really big to you. Now, look at or ask yourself, how long have I had these? How long have I had this current challenge area? And some of you guys are going to say six months. Some of you guys are going to say six years or my entire life. When you have a challenge area that's stuck like this, what you're really addressing is an inner growth area, not the career not the relationship. It's an inner growth area that you have been trying to work through without recognizing that, oh, this is my inner growth cycle. And maybe it's time to finally clear and clean this up. What happens often is we get involved in an inner growth cycle and we just, you know, get it adjusted to where it's bearable. And then we go off in another direction. So the inner growth is never quite completed. It's never brought to full resolution. We just go off and do something else for a few years, ignore it, um, you know, move to something that's more productive or, you know, prolific or, you know, you know, pro- prosperous in our life. But when you get to know where that growth cycle is, you can start to make amazing, uh, quick progress. In your life, I did a series of podcasts a little earlier called uh, "Your Tipping Points," where I sort of touched on this idea, and I'm going to touch on it again here. So, I just asked you to look at where your current challenges are right now, how long you've had them, 
And you're going to notice what the top-level challenge seems to be. Say, finding a new job. Say, being single. Something like that. I want you to ask yourself, if I had to categorize my growth or my challenge or my expansion, the push-pull that's going on in this area, would I say it's in the spiritual area of my life, the mental area of my life, the emotional area, or the material level? And you can pick more than one. It can be, you know, 60-40, 50-50, 90-10, any of those. It's fine. Anyway, pick one. And now I want you to think to yourself, all right, maybe there's a whole growth area surrounding this. Maybe this thing that's been a challenge, if I look around, I'll find a few other things that have a similar feel to them. For instance, let's go back to career again. You'll say, I have been trying to build my material and financial success for the last 10 years. And everything I do just winds me up in the same dead end. My material growth cycle feels stymied and stopped. Okay, that's one aspect, one level. What else is going on? Well, there's a feeling there too, isn't there? So perhaps you're actually experiencing an emotional growth level as well. Maybe the emotional growth arena that you're in is something like this. I've been trying to get this material stuff together for 10 years. I feel very insecure about it. I always feel very helpless. I don't know what to do. I have developed a sense of helplessness about my career. I have developed a sense of nothing ever works right for me, or I always choose the wrong thing. I don't trust myself to choose the wrong thing. I mean, excuse me, I don't trust myself to choose the right thing. Now, you see how this is all getting swirled in now? Like, think of paint colors mixing. It's making things murky. Your emotional growth is a huge area that you should be looking at. You could take all the pressure off your material growth for a moment, if you wanted to, and just address your emotional growth, which would be things like, hey, I need to learn to trust myself again as I make decisions about my career. I need to trust myself to say no and walk out of that job when I feel it's the right time to do so. I need to trust myself when my, you know, my feelings, everything about me was screaming, I should have walked out six months ago. Why am I hanging on? Things like that, you see? So I guess what I'm getting, trying to get you to do here is look at your life in terms of where are you growing right now? What arena is most predominant? Here's another thing to think about. As we grow, we tend to think we all grow at the same level, right? We, we think of maturity. Think of even the word maturity, wisdom, as if we're a bucket of water slowly being filled and everything just kind of, you know, rises up all at the same level. It is not how growth works at all. It's more like, I'm going to run over here and grow in that area of myself. Then I'm going to run over there and grow in that area. Then I'm going to run over there and grow over there. You know, I mean, think about it. We all know people who um, can seem amazingly together and with it in certain aspects of, your, of their lives. But in other aspects, they are so immature. I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking of, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm going to use you as an example here. <laughs> think of all the men who are very successful, who do very well. Uh, yet when they like a woman and they don't even, you know, 
they forget to call her or text her after their first date, you know, and they let three weeks go by. What? What are they thinking? Is that is that an emotional level that needs to grow and expand? It's not a fault of their own. It's just it hasn't been attended to. So they make stupid mistakes and do silly things. So (sighs) what I use flow for is I like to try and recognize at any point in my life, where is the growth really happening? Where do I see the most movement? That's one key indicator. And where do I see the most frustration? That's my other key indicator. I look at those two things as sort of like metrics, you know, barometers of where my growth is happening. Now, for me this year, I've had a lot of material expansion. And that's happened, one, because I launched Me School, and it was incredibly popular. You know, these are the very topics that my students and myself work through, you know, every two weeks, all year long. We address these things. We find this stuff out in them. They are constantly being pushed through processes, expanding their growth, expanding their manifesting, expanding their intuition. Um, So that was a big part of it. But it also meant I had to hire more staff. I've had to um, grow and expand a lot in a lot of, you know, get new banks and credit cards. I mean, all kinds of stuff has happened materially. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, wow, that's a lot of material expansion. Who knew? Yet going along with that has been some very intense spiritual growth for me. Totally unexpected. I never thought that doing something as basic and, you know, materialistic as growing a company would result in the kind of spiritual growth I've been pushed to. And why? Well, I think I've mentioned it. I realized I had a lot of healing to do. Growing something materially pushed me to have to re-encounter a lot of very old issues in myself, emotional issues, spiritual issues, baggage, um, thoughts about myself that I realized were really outdated and worn. And I had to own up and I had to step into something new. So my my spiritual growth has also been climbing in tandem. Very surprising. I wasn't expecting it. This is one of the things that got me thinking about how we uh, grow in different levels. Now, maybe after this, it'll be more mental growth. Maybe I will next year be in a phase where I will again be researching more about flow dreaming. Maybe all kinds of things will come to me and, you know, that'll challenge me to go to research centers and begin working therapeutically, you know, with the medical field. Who knows? Something that will push me to say, all right, get your mind together, get your back in together, get the intellect together, bring that back up. Some of you guys who've listened for a long time know that in the early years, I was very much in the mental level of growth. I wrote my first book on that level. I said, wow, flow, I'm moving, I'm growing, show me what this is. And I went deep into interviewing physicists and scientists and biologists I talked to everyone I could possibly talk to. Why does this work? What is it that we're doing? Am I the only one who feels this? Does this spiritual understanding that seems to work very practically and efficiently in life have any merit in the, in the scientific realm? The answer was yes, yes, yes. That was a huge, uh, four, five, six years of mental growth. So I'm using kind of my own, you know, story, my own trajectory for you to see as it's easiest, (laughs) as opposed to spilling all your stories on the air. But where are you at? How long do you want to stay in that growth? Do you want to move through it? Do you want to discover what comes next? For instance, you know, if you're having a hard time still seeing what era you're in, 
I'm going to go over them for you real briefly here before we go to break. The first is really the spiritual level, spiritual growth. That is when we feel that we're on a quest. There's something more. Life is incomplete without some greater understanding. And we often feel very confused during this cycle. We often have a lot of our old beliefs and limitations thrown in our face because the point is for us to examine them and move past them and get solid in whatever it is our next level of understanding is going to be about. That's your spiritual growth. That is, and I can think of several of my students actually off the top of my head who are going through that very thing right now. They're experiencing a true crisis of faith. They want to believe, but they can't believe. And they're realizing, ah, I've got to heal some old damage. This is bringing up some old scarring. This has been impacting everything else I've been trying to do in my life. I'm having a crisis of faith. Who am I? Does this work? Does flow dreaming work? Can I talk to the universe? Does the universe care? Does my flow care? Is there anything more than my physical body? If there is, what is that? Why does psychic phenomena work, but I don't believe that I can control my future? You know, they're in a process of heavy trying to, heavily trying to reconcile and figure this stuff out. So spiritual growth can be about one, readdressing or assessing your idea of how the universe works, you know, on a real high level, you know, a real a, a question of faith. It can also not be so directly tied to faith. It can be about understanding there is another level of life you can be living and feeling strongly guided to get into that level, to want a piece of that level, to feel that life is incomplete unless at least some of you is paying attention to whatever that is about. And frankly, that's the whole idea of self-development, personal development. You know, that's what it's all about. Human potential. What can I do? What can I be? What about the mental level of expansion? The mental level. The mental level is often about, I'm going to go back to school. I I can think of some students right now. Again, (laughs) I don't want to name all of you, but I could. (laughs) You guys are going back to school. You have something to prove to yourself. You have something you feel is incomplete. You need to learn. You need to expand. You want to learn. You want to grow your capacity for understanding how things work, why things work. Give me, give me ways to solve stuff. Give me ways to interpret this world. That's what mental growth is about. If you're in a mental growth cycle, you're being attracted to all of that. You want to read books about that. You want to know how to better handle things. You're reading books on how to be a a better manager. You're reading, you're reading books on, you know, uh, all kinds of things that have to do with your ability to better interact with the world around you, to feel more aware, more educated, more capable more able and to be seen. That's another aspect to be seen as capable, to be seen as appreciate and appreciated as professional, perhaps, you know, you're perhaps you're in your career and your goal now is to make sure you get tenure. It's to make sure you are, um, you know, uh, uh, promoted. It's to grow your intellect to the point where you understand how and why things work around you. That's the mental growth level that we get into or arena that we may be in. 
Another level that may be dominant is your emotional level. And it's funny, you know, we often think where well, we're at, we're in all of these levels at once. You're, you're probably saying, well, wait, I feel like all of these things. <laughs> Believe me, some are more dominant than others. They are. They're going to be more dominant. Yes, we all are growing to a degree in each of these, but some are guiding you right now. The emotional level often has to do with healing, a recognition that I need to move past trauma. I'm suddenly aware of how the trauma is impacting me, affecting me. Again, some of your faces are popping up in my mind right now. We're going through deep healing with you. I've pointed out, I've said, look, you want to manifest? Do you want to learn how to do this really well? How to, how to wield this gorgeous, you know, diamond sword in the universe that will help you carve and create and shape everything? So you can't do that because you keep avoiding. You're avoiding this entire whole aspect or part of your life over here. A part that's been damaged. A part that needs healing. You need to emotionally grow here. And that's that, that can feel hard because it's about our feelings again. It's like, ouch, the last time I argued with my husband about this, it went so badly. We never, we don't do it anymore. Or... Mm, you know, if I think about what happened to me when I was, you know, 12 or 15, I never want to go back to that. Or my family always showed things to be like this, and it made me naturally think I never am going to be that way. Right? These are all emotional preconditioning that has occurred in you, and you run up against the ceiling of it at some point in your life, and you say, I want to grow so much. I want to expand so much. And now I'm suddenly feeling like all the stuff I used to do to protect myself has become my jailer. It has. It's time to emotionally grow. Notice I don't say mature. It's not maturity. It's emotionally grow. It's a willingness to go there inside yourself. And here's the last area. The material. Don't, don't underestimate the material. Many of us strive during different periods of our life to grow our material assets, right? It is when we are often, you know, just getting out of high school or college or in college. We're saying, I'm doing this so I can create a foundation for my life. It's when we get our first real job that's meaningful, career-based job. It's when we you know, rent our first apartment or buy our house. It's later when we achieve a kind of professional success and we say, wow, I've done it. Wow, I can I can afford this now. Wow, I should probably think about retirement. And we say our focus is material growth, material expansion. And then we we end up thinking, oh, my gosh, well, how do I do that? How do I how do I open an, an IRA? How do I um, you know, how do I how do I do any of this stuff? Or maybe Maybe it hasn't been successful because you've been sidestepping it for a long time and you one day say to yourself, oh my God, I have to consolidate this credit card debt. I have to get a handle on this. My material growth has been stymied. It's being thwarted. It's being, it's being eclipsed right now because I haven't attended to it the way I need to. So I've got to go back and clean up this mess. That's material growth. That is the material arena popping its hand up in your life and saying, me next, me next. Come on, clean me up, take care of me, grow me, address me. 
Now imagine all four of these areas always active, some more prominent than others. What's the ultimate goal here? For every aspect of yourself to rise, develop, expand, and yeah, mature. And to know that it's not always going to happen all evenly, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%. No. Think about dogs on a leash, right? There's always a couple <laughs> who are right there in front, straining ahead. There's others who are in the back, sniffing and walking in circles. Someone's taking a leak. <laughs> That's how you are in your life in these areas. And then the lead dog falls back and it sniffs around and somebody else takes its place. That's how we develop and grow. It keeps it interesting. It's part of the vagaries of life. So when we're flow dreaming, I'm always very aware of this. When I work with students, when I work with you, when I work inside myself, what arena right now needs me? What arena is red flagging me down, calling my attention? Work with me. Help me. Help me. Am I avoiding it? Am I going into the areas that I'm already pretty comfortable with because they're comfortable? I need to stop doing that. I need to go in the area that needs help. I need to address that. I need to grow there. And sometimes flow will make those areas get so big and overwhelming that you have to address them. Because flow is saying, look, the whole thing is being weighed down by this one area. The whole thing, whole life. Come on, you've got to do it. And we don't really want to get to that point, frankly. Because that's when big stuff happens. It turns your attention to it, it. And basically your life, your flow is saying, address this. We can go no further. So flow dreaming really is a way to get a handle on this, to be conscious of it, to be aware of it, to work with your your personal development, to work with your energies, to work with your manifesting, to work with everything so that your life instead has a beautiful, slow build. You know, it's like a, a candle flame getting brighter and brighter in the dark. And that's one of my goals. And I use my flow every day to check in. Hey, how are things going over here? How are they going over there? Let me preact a little bit. Let me create here. Let me manifest there. It's a very conscious way of living. Okay, so we have a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be doing a flow dream about these different areas of our self-development and growth, helping you actually understand where yours is and what you need to do um, to do next with it. Also, I will be taking your calls. I look forward to speaking with you. Go ahead and give me a ring during the break, and um, we'll be right back after this. Hi, it's summer, but on break. And I know that some of you are still wondering, what is flow dreaming? And what is me school? Because I refer to both of these quite a bit in my podcast. Me school is a transformational program. It's a gorgeous and deeply revealing, empowering online school worldwide where I teach you how to remodel your life in any way you choose using the technique of flow dreaming, as well as a bunch of other deeply powerful life-changing uh, processes. So me school is either enrolling or it's accepting names onto the wait list. 
and that means that I'm accepting students who work with me for the year and you can learn how to do what I do in life the way I think the way I build things make things heal things everything I talk about you will learn directly from me how to do you're gonna create some amazing things um, my me schoolers their lives change way beyond the norm and you don't even have to be a superstar when you go in some of you are and you're ready to go bigger play in that bigger field and some of you are just saying hey help what's next where should I go and both are fine both are great if you're ready to go big but you know that you need to deepen your own spiritual practice and your personal growth because that's where it all comes from right then this is where you need to be your life only grows as big as you do so here's what to do go on over to flowdreaming.com and click on me school and during these enrollment periods you can actually set up a free phone call with me or my staff and we'll talk about it is it a fit is it interesting during waitlist times we just put you on a list of people who've expressed interest so we can notify you as soon as the doors open all right I look forward to hearing from you and even more to getting to know you as one of my personal students in me school now let's get back to the episode Welcome back to Flow Dreaming. Ah, we are going to go into the flow together and sort of hmm, take a little moseying stroll through these different aspects of our life right now and ask Flow, hey, where do I need to be turning my attention? Because it's true. Sometimes we think we know, as in the case of when I was giving the example about the career, we say, oh, it's all the materialistic part of my life. No, no. Flow is saying, nope. Nope, if it was all material, you would have fixed it long ago because that's what you've been paying attention to. It's not. And you have to say, oh, okay, well, then show me what it is. This is just like another way you can use flow energy to get clarity on this kind of thing, to understand what do I do next? You know, it's funny. We're always looking for teachers and people to tell us what to do next. <laughs> and my world, flow tells me what to do next. I don't need to find new teachers all the time. Flow will bring that teacher in for me if, if I'm ready and, you know, able to hear that teacher. Flow. Ah, flow does everything. Oh, I'm such a flow accolade. <laughs> Bow to the flow. <laughs> all right. So if you don't know what flow dreaming is, um, Go to my website and sign up for the newsletter. Um, as soon as you do that, I think it's there under free gift or let me give you, you know, a present. I have created an amazing 30 minute brand new introduction, how to flow dream. I lay it all out for you. Then I give you a first flow dream to work with a sample flow dream. Um, I can't believe I didn't think of doing this 10 years ago, but it just dawned on me <laughs> to do this. So go there, grab my newsletter, and you'll get that as a download immediately. And it will explain to you what we're doing. It's not meditation. It's not hypnosis. It's not a lot of things. It relies on guided daydreaming, kind of like uh, lucid dreaming, but daydreaming instead, so you can be awake. Um, it also relies on intense, powerful emotion. Emotion is how we communicate with our future. It's how we communicate with our higher selves. It's how we communicate, for God's sakes, with everybody and everything. Um, when I move into the flow and I open my empathic intuition, the very word empathic, empath, refers to emotion. 
using emotion as um, one of my senses that I use to understand and interpret and create with emotion. The third part of flow dreaming is uh, the flow itself. Understanding it's a and really it's funny. I just got an email this morning. Somebody was asking, um, "What's my personal, you know, religious uh, direction?" <laughs> Dare I say? Wouldn't it shock you all if I came up with something crazy and you know, wow? No, um, my religion really does sort of center around my understanding of flow and quantum mechanics. It's sort of a uh, scientific, spiritual um, understanding of the world. Um, recognizing everything in the universe as having a kind of template, energetic template to it, recognizing consciousness as being within most things, most if not all things, um, to a certain level or degree, recognizing that anything that has been put together has a kind of clarity, has a kind of thought to it or an awareness to it. It has at least a lifespan, you know, even a pencil on your desk has had a tremendous lifespan from the minute it was stardust to the the days when it was floating in, in you know a sea of molten lava on the early earth to the point when it grew into a tree to when it was cut down to when it was lumbered in the mill to when it was in a store to when it fell onto my desktop. You know, anything that carries information about itself like that, how unlike you is that? How like you is that? We always talk about ourselves as these, you know, ancient souls. Well, everything is ancient. Everything has had a trajectory of information. And those informational um, flows, you could say, think of that pencil. It's going to continue into the future. Think of it as one long, connected flow of information and shape and form and use and things it's touched and interacted in. It's mind-boggling. And some would say, well, only in the mind of God could you keep track of all of that. Here, I look at it and say, hey, I don't know everything. I certainly couldn't couldn't tell you how to believe when it comes to your personal um, understanding of what source is or God is or if there is a source or God or if it's all just a quantum soup of, in, you know, sort of intelligent connection. I leave that up to you. But flow itself, No. You're moving forward. Everything else in your life is moving forward. It's going to come together in some form, in some way. And if it were truly random, we would all be just floating around as little bits of atoms and whatever, and God knows what we'd be. Yet, here we are. I'm a body. I'm a thought. I have a past. I have awareness. I have self-awareness. There's some beautiful and amazing things here. So as I go into flow, I recognize that. And I say I'm in perfect alignment with that. I'm in perfect alignment with my future, which I am able to direct or give guidance to. It's more like a skipper on a boat. I can't control the ocean, but I can guide my little boat. I can say I'm going to go here and not there. Oh, the wind is buffeting me. Oh, there's a storm. Here's what I will do with it. Wouldn't you rather have a captain on that boat than no captain at all? Getting into your flow is you captaining your boat. And from there, you can call on any and and all other beliefs that you have, God or Jesus or Krishna or um, higher self, source, even just the quantum intelligence of the universe, whatever. 
Okay, that was a rather longish introduction to what we're about to do. <laughs> but that's me, always drifting off on a tangent. Um, so close your eyes right now and, and experience this with me. Remember, not meditation. I want you to feel. Open up your emotional center. That's how we speak to all that is. Pretend. My emotions are what communicate and speak for me. All right, your eyes are closed. And you're listening to the music. And you're feeling relaxed. You're breathing easy. Everything feels good. You feel good. Life is good. Why is life good? Because life is in flow. Doesn't matter what's going on around you. All the temporary things. Look at them. The temporary, they're in passing. They happen today, they're gone tomorrow. Even larger things that impact our life in a larger way. Temporary. Just information passing through your life. Sometimes it feels like a storm of information and events and big things. Sometimes it's just a small, dull trickle of life. Things happening. But here you are with your eyes closed, feeling the sway of this, feeling the flow of this, feeling your body as it rocks back and forth to this sensation, this feeling, letting yourself go, your little piece of seaweed under the ocean, rocking with the current back and forth. You're moving, you're moving into your future, you're moving into the next step, the next moment. You can almost see yourself, this being of light, of energy, a body, a web of energy, of information all come together. You look around you and all around you it looks the same, a web of light, of information. Everything that's out there is information. And you're within this. You're part of it. You're no different than it. You're a little piece affecting it just as it affects you. And now you look at yourself. You're feeling, who am I? What's next? My life has been so interesting. All the particulars in it, all the particular people in it, in my life, not in other people's lives. The workplaces in my life, not in other people's. The family in my life, not in other people's. I have a very unique combination. In fact, there's not a single soul in this whole planet who duplicates or replicates my set of information exactly. In fact, not even closely. Not even my sister or my parents. Yes, we may overlap more than others, but have they lived my life and felt my feelings and worked where I've worked and had the friends I've had and married the people I've married? And No. My God, look at yourself. How unique you are. Strikingly unique, gorgeously unique. And now you look to these different areas of your life, see them in the distance like glowing lights. There's my spirituality, there's my emotional development, there's my mental arena, there's my material world. And it's funny, each of these areas glows differently. It's shaped differently, it has a different feel to it, a different amount of energy that's been put toward it. Some of these areas feel small and tiny, like little rosebuds starting to open. Maybe another area feels kind of tired and maybe abused. You just want to go in, rush in, and nurture it. Maybe there's 
another area of your life that feels big and beautiful, robust, well-loved and cared for. Look at these areas of yourself. Notice which areas you like to play in most, that you like to give attention to. Notice the area that you like to neglect, the one you're always fighting with, angry at, upset with. Notice the area that's working for you and the areas that don't. Oh, you have a big part in this. You're seeing that now. You're really feeling it. It's not just happening to you that way. It's because of you. It's because of you. What's inside you, what you've given to it, how you've addressed it. If you've loved it up or neglected it, if you've fought with it, if you've gotten weary and tired and neglectful of it, if you blame it. Maybe it's time to re-engage. Maybe it's time to say, you know what? I've abandoned you and I'm coming back. Because ultimately that's abandoning myself, an aspect of myself. You're right. I need to come love you up now. We need to grow there. And maybe the area that's been banging on your door, create, creating all kinds of trouble and difficulty like a, like a difficult teenager. It just wants you. It wants your attention. It wants your guidance. It wants your love. Give it to it. Step back. Reassess. Oh, yes, you're saying. I'm starting to see. I'm starting to feel. I've got to love up this area of my life. My mental, my spirit, my physical, my emotional. Maybe some combination of both, but you're right. That's the area I'm growing in. If there's a trouble there, it means I'm growing there. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful revelation, beautiful understanding. If there's trouble there, it means I'm growing there. Oh, I love that. And uh, on the other hand, if it's blooming there and, and bursting out, that means I'm growing there too, just in a different way. And I look over at the other areas that are just quiet and content. And it's like I just blow them a kiss and I say, you're right, you guys are good for now. Thank you for letting me attend to this other stuff. That's what I do. Keep all my dogs on the leash. That's my job. Keep my life beautiful and flowing. You feel this in your heart. It's a sense that bursts out of you in your flow. It's swirls of light coming in and loving up each and every one of these areas. They're all yours, belonging to you. That's the feeling right now you end on. Your daydream is dissolving and here you are, you're back. Back already. Having realized you just made a very intense and important connection with something greater inside you. Some higher level of understanding, of work, of vision. The level that the higher you works on and the level that you work on as well there you go eyes open and you can just muse on that what you saw what you felt as we go to break right now when we get back your calls are coming up right after this Hey, 
it's summer again and we're on a break, but this is where I catch you up on a couple of things that can really help you go much deeper with flow dreaming. First, if you're wondering, how do I flow dream? What is flow dreaming? Then I have a free kit I created to teach you how to be in flow, how to talk to flow, how to manifest in your flow. Go to flowdreaming.com, enter your email there, and you'll get my tutorial on how to do all of this. I also give you a free flow dream to get started with. And this gives you the first step toward creating a freaking awesome life. And it also puts all of the concepts that you're learning in this podcast into context. So pop in your email on my homepage, flowdreaming.com right now. Why not? We're on break and I'll send it right to you. Then if you want to go a step further, you can begin expanding your library of flow dreams, which are these emotionally delicious audios that help you grow your power and manifest your future. This is the stuff. This is what we actually work with, how we do it. And they're on all kinds of topics. You can end fear, you can get unstuck or find your perfect career, be seen, get out of debt, find your soulmate, clear your body of toxins. It's just the list is practically endless. These playlists are very powerful and very effective. In fact, I get emails every day with thank you notes from lottery winners, people who've just gotten married, people who got these huge unexpected bonuses at work or they've reduced massive amounts of pain or debt or they've healed themselves either inside or in their body. So please visit the shop at flowdreaming.com and see how you want to begin changing your life. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Flow Dreaming. We've got time for a couple calls where we put flow into action in your life. Uh, let's start with Maria calling from England. Hey, Maria, how are you? Hello, Summer, and uh, thank you very much for talking with me. <laughs> You're welcome. Love to. What's going on in your life, in your flow? Right. Um, well, I absolutely adore all your uh, flow dreams. I've got quite a collection now. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> I've got a library. Uh, yeah. But basically, uh, I, I have found that I have uh, so many things that I want to do and grow in that I, I, I get completely scattered and I end up doing not much at all. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering if I should um, just focus on one or two things instead of trying to do so many different things and not doing them as well as I could if I focused on one or two, if you know what I mean. I love your question. Um, because Thank you. <laughs> I do, because I have been in that place. Uh, all, my, all of my early 20s, I was in that place. I remember writing lists of all the things I was interested in and realizing there was no way I could get through them in a whole lifetime, let alone, <laughs> you know, a month yeah. of my life. <laughs> well, I'm, a bit, I'm quite a bit older than 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I am too. Um, you're suffering from what I call the um, sense of people who have many interests, who feel yeah. guilty and somehow like they're not doing good enough because they haven't picked one. 
It's a societal, yeah, it's a societal thing that says you're flighty, you don't stay with anything, you're a Gemini. <laughs> Geminis get that a lot for some reason. <laughs> I, 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 I believe I have been called a Gemini before, but yes. I'm actually a Pisces. <laughs> yes, well, there you go, close, close. Is that um, is close, yes. <laughs> see, in my in my perspective. Um, it is a, it's a, it's a cultural thing that says pick one thing, get very good at it, and yeah. you'll be successful. It's cultural. Yeah. Sometimes, yes, picking one thing and getting very good at it is great. Um, but I've spoken to, I, I couldn't count them on all my fingers and toes, number of people who are in their fifties who are desperate to get out of that career that they got good at, that they hate, and they wish they wish so much they had done all kinds of other things in their life instead of being a one-trick pony and being, quote-unquote, successful at the expense of their life. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Use that as contrast. I'm just going to look at you here and your flow for a second. <sighs> you know, I just got this image of you and all these bells being run, ringing bells, bells ringing. Um, it's a feeling that you like it when your bells are rung. Ah! Yes. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's a weird way of saying it, but you, you like that feeling you get when something is very exciting and yeah. draws you off. It's mm-hmm. pleasurable. And why not let it be pleasurable? You know, some people struggle to feel that kind of pleasure. You actually know what causes you to feel it. And that is why you go off and you do something for five months and then you go in another direction for two months and then you can't decide between three directions for a year. That's it's right. because, yeah, it's because each feels good to you. Uh-huh. I want you to take this understanding of yourself and start yeah. to love it okay. because you have a little bit of hate surrounding it, a little bit of, I wish I wasn't. Everybody says it's not good. This is why I'm not successful surrounding it. What you program into your flow is what you experience. Mm -hmm. And your flow is now hearing, we love to do these things that make her so unsuccessful. Okay, that that becomes what you are preacting. And that's what, in fact, you're doing. And I want to be the opposite. I want to be successful. Yes. Now, now, here, feel something like this instead with me. I know that there are people, and my eyes are closed, I know there are people who get very excited about things. And beautiful opportunities are handed to them. And they're given $100,000 to pursue this for a year, two years. Things happen. It's just the right time, right place. And they love it. And then they get bored of it. And then they move on to something else. And that's me. And that's okay. I have all the resources I need to ingest what I enjoy. And if I want to go deeper with something... I will. If there's a fear in me that prevents me from committing and going deeper, I am absolutely open and willing to address that. But if there is no fear and I'm just playing and enjoying, then I'm absolutely supported in that too. Do you see the kind of self-love here that I'm asking you to experience? I do, yes, I do. Okay, It's self-love, self-acceptance. It's also right. willing to say, if I need more, I'm open to that too. All I know is I love the way that I was made to be, and I'm supported in that. And if there's anything I'm avoiding that's causing me misery or suffering or to not have enough, I will look at that. I'm grown up enough that I'll take care of that now, and I will. 
Play with that. That's a very good direction uh, for you to, to start thinking it. of. Thank you. All right, Maria. Thanks so much for your call. Bye Thank now. You. Thank you Bye. so very, very much. <laughs> You're Thank welcome. You. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> love you too. Bye. Uh, let's try Natalia in Houston. Natalia, we've only got a couple minutes, but you've been waiting so patiently. What can I help you with in a split second? Thank you. Thank you, Sam, for taking my phone call. Um, I have a complex question, I guess. First, um, I, I just, it's been two years since the divorce, and it was quite a drastic change in my life, changing countries, mm-hmm. cities, and a lot of changes, and it's I found myself, it's been almost two years, I can't get a grip. I don't even know where to start. It feels like I have no desire for anything. I usually recover pretty quick. Bad situation, things in your life, come you know from what, religious I, family, and, and it just feels two years, and I just... I'm going to do something with you really quick, because I've only got a couple of minutes before the show ends. You need a reset. It's like someone has to press your reset button. Here's, when I look at you, this is how you feel. You, it's like you're looking back at a house or a castle on a hill. And you're saying, even though that castle caught on fire, it was still a castle on a hill. How am I going to do as well as that? How am I going to achieve that again? How will I ever do anything better than that? What if I can't? What if I don't? Yeah. Yeah. That's still all through you. It, it, it's, it's preventing you from walking forward with strength. And clarity. I, I got to. So close your eyes with me and just feel this. You should be doing this in your flow. After after we talk, I'd like you to spend a couple minutes going in your flow, and you feel this. I'm going to push the reset button. What I did is over and done, and I'm grateful for everything about that experience, the the beauty of it and the pain of it. I am grateful for that. Yet I release it. And where I am now is curious and different and strange. I feel like Alice, she just fell down the rabbit hole. What do I do? And I've been like Alice, refusing to leave that first little room she fell into, not knowing which door to pick. But as soon as I leave, I'm going to realize I was put here for a reason. This is the place I'm supposed to be in. And there are marvelous adventures ahead of me, adventures that will top the one that I was just in. I absolutely know that and feel that and trust that. And so I am going to reset everything that I'm feeling right now about my past. I'm going to kiss it and love it and say goodbye. And I'm going to walk forward. And with that feeling in me, Flo is going to step up, organize itself, salute me and get to work. And I'm telling it this because I'm absolutely ready for it. I haven't been until now, but now I am. All right, my dear, I gotta let you go. Yeah. Stay Thank with you that so feeling. You're welcome, Natalia. Take care. Uh-huh. Thanks. Oh, I wish I could have given her more, but she needed that. Clear as a bell. Clear as a bell. Okay. Um, in the meantime, I hope you all go to flowdreaming.com. Go get on that newsletter. You're going to love the free introduction. It's a training course, basically, that I'm giving you a free training course. And, um, until next week, we'll be talking about more things that flow can do for you in your life. My love goes to you all. All right. That wraps up our episode today. But before you go, two things. One, you can get the flow dreaming app. 
in the Google, Amazon, or iTunes app stores. It allows you to search and sort to mark your favorite episodes. It's completely free to download. And it gives you access to the latest several dozen of these episodes, as well as to the premium episode library, where there are more than 400 episodes that date back 10 years. The app's free, so go download it now at FlowDreaming in the App Store on your mobile device. And last, if you love my show, I'm going to give a shout out to my mom's podcast. It's called The Dear Venus Show, and she's an amazing intuitive and a medium and super, super funny. Search the words Dear Venus in your podcast directory or online, and that way you can find her too.